I'm going to get some tea and then I'll be ready to go. Tea. God. Come, come prepared. <laughs> tea. Tea bag, baby. Freaking tea drinker that pees sitting down. What are we doing? I drink tea, but I pee standing up. Yeah, see. You don't pee sitting down. It's okay. I mean, I pee sitting down when I take He's probably going to come back and have his pinky out like this when he drinks. So did you see the video that Rick Beato just put out? Not yet. He talks about, it's about the six albums that were released within like six weeks of each other. That pretty much changed music in 1991. Starting with Metallica's Black Album. Okay. Did you know that, I didn't know this, that Nevermind, Bad Motor Finger, God, and there's one other one that he talks about they were all released on the same day really yeah i didn't know that selfies selfies i love how ryan does his last minute homework right before we start the show well if it makes you feel any better i did the same thing i didn't have to since it's metal (laughs) well i this is going to be interesting because metal is such a there's a fine line between rock and metal in some ways. Yeah. So I've got a pick that I I think may be may may not be controversial. I think one of mine might be. I bet I bet we uh excuse me. I bet we're talking about the same one. Probably not. Oh, well, you might because you my know? I don't know because it's got Justin Bieber on it. Oh, you're such a liar. <laughs> you're such a liar. Oh, that was on my list. And what I was very thankful that neither one of y'all gave me a hard time about it. So I was very thankful for that. Wait, what was on your list? Justin Bieber for 2020. Oh. His album. Well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the UNT3. I'm your host, Ryan Gerfers. We have our co-host, Christian, doing it in one take, Fisher, and Mr. Joel, our hero, true hero, the only hero, Cox. On this I'm just going to embrace it. I'm just embracing it. I was just about to say, he does it every week. You roll your eyes every week. You might as well just embrace it. I am you your are. hero. You You're are welcome. our hero in pasties with no shirt on singing the song. With Brock and his lobes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't need to know about lobes. <laughs> what we do is we talk about music uh, whenever we get together, and we want to bring you into that conversation. What we do is we're going to bring you all music all the time. We'll talk about anything from super groups to album reviews to uh the best of the 80s, 90s, whatever. The sky's the limit. We want to bring you into this conversation. We've got some really, really good topics this week. 
Um, what we're looking at is we're going to go over the top five metal albums all time. Then also something we're going to do this year. It's not going to be a weekly, uh, a, a weekly segment, but we're going to do quite a bit. There are several really, really prominent albums that are turning 30 this year. And so we're probably this year going to go over several of those. Uh, if there's one that is turning 30 that you want us to talk about, comment. Let us know that you want us to talk about that one. Uh, but we are going to cover a ton that are on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, today we will be covering Temple of the Dog. Woo! So I'm looking forward to that segment. Heck uh, yeah. Joel will then bring us a first listen. I have a feeling uh, he's still going to be an ofer. Where? <laughs> hey, I'm on a roll right now. An ofer I, I, where? I haven't gone o for two in the la- in the last couple episodes. So I feel like I mean, pretty good. If yeah, you, you call fifty percent on a roll, both. Well, I'm saying I haven't gone o for two. I've at least gone two for two or one for two. But I mm-hmm. think o for two is terrible. No, so you I, started out saying you were on a roll, which well, would indicate that we both liked. Well. Everything. My point is, though, is like the last couple songs we listened to have been a little. They've been they've been on a good they've been on a good note. Y'all have yeah. liked them. Uh, we went through kind of a dry spell. Um, some of us know what that's about, but uh, now we're we're on a good path. I feel hey, I feel com- I feel confident today. I feel very we, confident. We are trending in the right direction, is what you're saying. We are trending in the right direction. Okay. This is correct. There you go. Trending in the odds. See, I'm trying to get like the up-to-date lingo going. There you go. Right. And so, I mean, we're still like period, not, no cap. <laughs> and then there's a new one out that's say less. I don't know what that means, but okay. I'm saying it and all the girls at the high school on the soccer team hate me when I say that. Mm-hmm. Say less. See, we, we used to say, do kiss, like keep it simple, stupid. That's, mm-hmm. that's what we used to use. Like, just keep it very direct. Well, that's what you need to do with your first listens. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have listened to the masses. Or your explanations. Well, I've listened to the masses. I have picked a band that is way more uh, well-known and popular, and I think this is going to be a great one. Okay. We shall time, see. Time will tell. We'll, tell them about, we'll be able to tell in about 30 to 45 minutes. <laughs> time will tell for sure. <clears throat> but uh, what we're going to do now, let's just jump right into the first one here and talk about top five metal albums. Um, Christian, take it away since this is kind of your wheelhouse. Let's start. Yeah, off with, let's start off with, you know, a good leadoff hitter right here. Let's go. Good leadoff hitter. I actually was a leadoff hitter when I played baseball. So there you go. You played baseball oh, growing up. I'm just kidding. I knew that. Well, <laughs> <clears throat> Top metal albums. Okay, well, um, I, you know, I went online and I, because I want to see what everybody else says are top metal albums of all time, and what I realized was I'm really just going with my favorites. Mm-hmm. So, you could call it a top list. To me, it's really just a favorite list, and I'm gonna uh, lead it off with one of the big four. Maybe not one of the big four that you're thinking of, but I'm going to go with Among the Living from Anthrax. Ooh, classic. Among the Living, released in 1987. Um, The three three big tracks off that album, I Am the Law, Cotton of Mosh, and Indians. 
Cotton the Mosh is my favorite of the three of those songs. It's mm-hmm. it just encapsulate encapsulates. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. The album, the attitude of the album. And I didn't know this. I looked it up just about 15 minutes before the show. But that album was dedicated to Cliff Burton. It came out a few months after Cliff Burton had passed away. Oh, and wow. in the er- Yeah, in the early days, Anthrax and Metallica were, <clears throat> one, they were on the same label, Megaforce. And two, they practically did everything together. Mm-hmm. So that's my first one, Among the Living from Anthrax. That is a definitely a uh, get-off-my-lawn uh, classic pick there for sure. Oh, well, I'm probably going to be <laughs> another get-off-my-lawn classic pick. This one's a little more uh, uh, current. That's the word I'm looking for. It's a little more current. And I had difficulty picking this or another album from this band, but I went ahead and decided to go with, I think is their seminal album, and that's Vulgar Display of Power by Pantera. Local boys here in Dallas, well, Fort Worth area, but the DFW area. uh, I had a real hard hard time deciding whether I wanted Vulgar or Reinventing the Steel. but I decided to go with Vulgar Display of Power because I think in the metal community, that's the more well-known album or the mainstream metal community. Yeah. Um, the hardcore metal heads would probably pick something different by Pantera, but I'm, I'm sticking with my pick of Vulgar Display of Power. My next one, um, before we started the show, I said I'd, I'd have one on the list that some might deemed controversial you might see this as an, a metal album you might not i certainly do um <clears throat> this album is this album's a top five album for me period and that would be the sophomore album from alice in chains and dirt Ooh, that's good that's good I almost put that on my list, but I did not because I thought y'all would give me hell for it not being a true metal album. I I don't see how you couldn't make the case that, or I can definitely make the case that it's a metal album. I mean, you've got songs like Damn That River, Them Bones, um, shoot, the whole album basically is a metal album, I think. <clears throat> and that's why I put it on there, because I really feel that um, Dirt is a quintessential metal album. Heck, they even were on the uh, they even went on tour with Slayer, mm-hmm. Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax mm-hmm. um, in the early '90s, and yeah. they fit right in, right? And yeah. you listen to interviews from anybody from any of those three bands. And they all talk about how when they would watch Alice in Chains get up there and play, they were like, oh, there's the future. There's where music's headed, right? So now my last two come from two members of the Big Four. And for those of you who don't know, the Big Four, when I say that, those are what's um, generally considered the Big Four of thrash Mm -hmm. metal, American metal, Mm -hmm. Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, and Anthrax. Um, I'm going to throw this one out there. A lot of people are going to go, how can you pick this one from that band? Why didn't you pick this album? 
But like I said when I started it off, this is more of my favorite metal albums, mm-hmm. not necessarily top. And I think with this album, along with Metallica's Black album, is what brought the mainstream to metal. And this album is Countdown to Extinction by Megadeth. Um, a lot of people would say, well, Peace Sells is their, is their best album. Yeah. But um, like, I don't see the Black album as the Metallica going to the mainstream. I see the Black album as they'd already built their following. They'd already built their 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 fan base and you know hair metal had just gone away had just was starting to go on on the downside of its popularity and something needed to fill that void and the black album in this one countdown to extinction filled that void mm-hmm. and is what opened the the eyes of the mainstream world to the world of metal mm-hmm. and then my final one from the biggest of the big four um, Slayer, Slayer, <laughs> Iron Sorry. Maiden. Sorry, hey, hey, oh. good stuff. <clears throat> Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden is new wave of heavy, uh, new wave of British heavy metal. Yeah, they're the British. But I'm gonna say, and I think it's the standard, the gold standard of metal, and that's Master of Puppets by Metallica. Yeah. Um, a lot of the lists that, uh, if you look up top metal albums of all time on Google, this one typically comes in at number two, right behind Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Yeah. And I think I think the Black Sabbath pick is just a legacy pick. You have mm-hmm. to put them as number one because they're the ones who kind of started the whole heavy metal uh, movement. But as far as... And Masterpiece goes, I really think Master of Puppets is it. No pun intended. Yep. But, you know, I've, I've said it before. I think it's the peak of their songwriting, especially with Cliff. Um, there's not a bad song on that album. Uh, you put it on track one, the, the first notes of Battery, all the way to the end with Damage Inc. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, that is the blueprint for the perfect metal album yeah so those are my five gotcha <clears throat> what you got joel well you are going to hear some similar some similar or some similarities between our list um the thing that's interesting to me is uh heavy metal and rock there's kind of like that fine line because there was a time that people thought that like van halen and stuff was heavy metal but to me they're more rock uh so i kind of did what you did these are kind of my favorites so um, the first one that I chose uh, was I chose Ozzy Osbourne's Diary of a Madman. Uh, Ooh, that's good the, pick. That's the second album with Randy. Um, I really feel like that's where Randy really came into his own as a songwriter. He had a lot more freedom than he did on the other, um, uh, the other album, uh, the first one that they did, The Blizzard of Oz. Um, I feel like he had the ability to spend time in the studio and really kind of develop his tone and, and just anyway, it all came together. And unfortunately he passed away after this album was made. But I think that it's really hard because there's like Ozzy, I could have 
pretty much named any of the album with him or Jake with uh, Randy or Jakey Lee or Zach Wild. Uh, but for me, a lot of those eighty or a lot his eighties albums you could have. Yeah, I, I could have picked any of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could have picked pretty much anyone, but for me, I kind of went with Randy just because, uh, just just really good stuff. Um, the next one, I'm going to go to the opposite end of the spectrum as far as time, and this is a newer band, um, the Avenged Sevenfold self-titled album. For me, when I put that album on for the first time, I thought, "What the heck is this?" Like, um. You know, Backcountry had come out. Uh, you know, they had that album with with all you know those kind of hits with Guitar uh, Hero. But for me, the self titled uh, the AX7 album, is the one that really, like, every song on it was just great, and it is was that, thought out, and it was just awesome. Is that the last one with the Rev? Uh, I think it's the second to last. Okay. Because I think they released that one, then they had another one. I can't remember exactly, but uh, it's the white cover with the skull yeah. on it. With uh, the wings. With yeah. the wings, yeah. But I just, for me, uh, songwriting-wise, um, drumming. It's a really good album. I mean, it's just, ev- and, you know, we got to see them live, and it's just. Dude, they killed it. Yeah, they killed it. They played with Metallica, and I'm not going to say that they were better than Metallica. I'll never say that. But they were equally on par with me. They weren't, they weren't scared and you could tell, I mean, it was great. It was just, well, they, and, and they shouldn't be scared. Like they deserve to be up on that stage. They, exactly. They deserve to be, be up there with them. So uh, that is, that's my second pick is Avenged Sevenfold, the self-titled album. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is where you and I are going to really get some, some things that are similar. Uh, number three for me is vulgar display of power. Um, for me, that is the go-to album. Cowboys from Hell is a great album, but I feel like the songwriting wasn't as strong. I mean, the songs are great. People are going to slam me for it, but I really feel Vulgar is where they really, they got some money, they came together. Vulgar's their dark side of the moon. Yeah, they put together just a perfect album. Reinventing the Steel is a great album, uh, and the Trend Kill is a great album. Far Beyond Driven. Yeah, but... but, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for me, uh, Vulgar Display is just, I, I don't know. Like the first time I heard it, even though it was heavy, it was still melodic and beautiful and well-crafted. Well, just the shift from the, just take the singing style of Phil on Cowboys and then the complete, not opposite, but just different. I mean, he's on one end of the spectrum from on Cowboys and goes way on the other side mm-hmm. to like he loses the the eighties hair metal trying to sing like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's they in, on Cowboys they were making the shift because they started out as like a hair metal band. Yeah, and they were making the shift on Cowboys and Vulgar was just oh here we are we're a brand basically a brand new band. Yeah. And we're just going to pummel you from mm-hmm. song one to song last. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, and, and there's even a melodic song on there as well. But you're 100% right. It's like they basically put their, their foot on the gas. And I don't care. And they don't, they don't let up until it's even the slower stuff is like heavy. And um, 
I, so this is how I got introduced to Volger. I, if I can digress for a second, I had a buddy of mine from Australia named and, uh, Andrew, uh, Porsche POSA. Uh, and he is a great guy. He came to visit me, but I used to sleep in, I used to sleep until like 10, 11 o'clock. And he was always up at like five, six. Oh, come on, mate, let's get out. Let's get out. Well, he used to get so ticked off that I wouldn't get up. So he would play vulgar display of power and he would just crank it. So every morning when he would get up and he was ready to go do whatever, he would crank up this. And that's how I got my introduction to that. Um, and I can't listen to that opening you know, song without hearing that. But you put on walk, the whole crowd, they just respond to it. You know, it's kind of like Let the Bodies Hit the Floor or some of these other songs. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, people just, you know, when you hear the beginning of Inner Sandman, people respond. So anyway, so Vulgar Display of Power, that's my number three. Okay, number two. When I bought this album, I was in a completely different space, a headspace. I wasn't listening to metal, but Symphony of Destruction, like the guitar playing on that album is, you know, Marty Friedman is the best guitar player that um, that they ever so, had, that Dave Mustaine ever had. Um, that's debatable, but I, I, mean, I, I happen I, to agree. I will debate anybody on this, but the albums that he was on, he was on, I believe, three albums. And Symphony of Destruction, by far, is one of the best. Like, it's challenging in some ways. It's heavy, but it's melodic. And the solos on that album, um, you know, Peace Sells, who's buying, I, I get it, people. That's kind of like a, oh, this is elite. For, for me. So you're, you're saying Countdown to Extinction. Countdown to, yes, yeah, sorry. Countdown to Extinction. Symphony of Destruction is the, 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 the song. Yeah, yeah, the lead, the, the single. Um, but for me, Countdown to Extinction is just by far like everything on that album is killer. How it's recorded, the lyrical content. The guitar solos, which still, when I watch other people play, they don't play it right. Uh, Marty's the only one that can really play those those tracks, uh, which is funny because now he's like in Japan doing J-pop or K-pop or something. K-pop, like yeah. K yeah, something like that. Like he's a studio guy making millions of dollars recording in somewhere. Um, but anyway, so. Well, Nick Mims' drumming on that album is just. Yeah. I think, the, but I think the whole band, it just, it was like, uh, it's like uh, lightning in a bottle. Like everything mm -hmm. just kind of connected on that album. And it's slick. It's their black album. And it's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that would be my, my fourth pick. And then my fifth pick, would you like to guess, Fisher? Master of Puppets? Is Master of Puppets. I remember the first time I heard it walking over to my neighbor's house and I was scared to death. <laughs> and then, and, and all I heard was just, I mean, that opening track, the guitars scared me. Like, I just, I never heard anything like that. So, um, you're right, from beginning to end. I mean, I always listen to uh, Injustice for All. For some reason, I have a soft spot, minus the bass. But, uh, but for me, Master of Puppets is, it is a classical album that just happens mm -hmm. to be heavy. It's, yeah. it's got themes. It's got mm -hmm. movements. Uh, James is really coming into his own as a vocalist and a writer. I mean, he did some great work prior to that. Don't, don't get me wrong. But I, like you said, lightning in a bottle, that album is just perfect. And I actually kind of struggled with a couple others. Uh, but I really think those five, if I had to pick metal albums, 
you know, Bullet From My Valentine has some a soft spot for me with a couple of their albums. And there's other bands like that. But for me, this is like, if I'm in the car and I want to listen to something heavy, this is typically what I'm going for. So uh, that's my picks. Ryan, what are your picks Let's for go. heavy metal albums? Okay, so metal is not really my wheelhouse. But um, so my list is not really, it's not my favorites. It's not what I think is the best. I grab bagged uh, off of a list. And so I'm going to name some albums out there and y'all can discuss the album if you want to. Um, some of these... Um, Oh, pretty much all of these with the exception of two of them i've actually heard oh okay so i grabbed like i said i grab bagged two okay. of these i i don't even know what they are but okay. they were okay. just on a list i'm excited so, let's do this and so okay so master puppets was on my list i took it off when y'all both named it okay pantera's vulgar was on my list took it off when y'all you're not right so th- those aren't even on there take now, them off so first one on the list is came out in 2001 toxicity system of a down oh beautiful album love it no i actually love that album and so um yeah yeah it's i mean i'm not saying it's not a good album um i saw them oh shoot for on that album they when they did the summer sanitarium uh tour with metallica that i I got to see that show in houston Mm-hmm. And they, uh, what was it in 99? I can't, it was in 99 when they, uh, they went on, did the summer sanitarium and they killed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, uh, I wouldn't put them as in like my top 10 or anything, but they're pretty damn good. Yeah. What, what I like about system is if, of course, you know, the instruments are amazing, but the vocal, like you've got the screamo on the one guy, but then you've got the other guy that is very much, uh, I would call him more of a choral type voice, right? Mm-hmm. He's got that very, I don't want to, I don't want to call it an operatic voice, but it's more classically trained if you listen to just the vocal. Yeah. And so I think it's, I think it's pretty cool to listen to that kind of. Metal. I would say it's more of like a, a traditional metal in the, in the same vein as like a, a Ronnie James Dio. That's what I would, I would put yeah. him in that same category. Yeah. But that's a great album. And I mean, that album or the two, the double album that they the did. The Hypnotize and Mesmerize Both, right after it. All yeah. three of those. I mean. Well, I remember when, when the Hypnotize and Mesmerize albums came out between the three of us and then our friend Matt Tony, like, so between the four of us. Like, no matter whose car we rode in, <laughs> that album was in our vehicles playing at yeah. one point. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it was like, I remember, yeah. Um, well, so and my daughter, and my daughter loves that album too, Toxicity. Yeah. And, and it's funny because the first time I played it for her, I said, I want you to hear this. And she was like, uh, like the beginning it was all weird with the video. And as soon as they started playing, it's like it opened, like whatever it was that I heard, she heard. Yeah. And it didn't matter about the video. So I think that's a great, that's a, that would easily be on my top 10. There you go. Now, my next one came out in 1992. It's a self-titled album. It's uh, Rage Against the Machine. Mm. I wouldn't put it in heavy metal. And see, that, that was one of them that I, that was one that I said before we started the, the, the segment. Um, 
that that I might get pushed back on. But yeah, yeah, there's a couple other bands like that. Um, Chevelle is one that I was thinking of. Uh, there's I would other... put them in heavy metal though. Yeah, I mean, there's a but they kind of they teeter, you know, they, at they the tote, drive they, in. They like tote that line. Yeah, and it, and that was. That that's Rage Against the Machine is one of those. Are they metal? Well, I can tell you if you go just by the guitar stuff, he plays metal leads on that first album all over the place. Uh, well, and, and I'm not I'm not trying to say that they're on equal footing as far as music. Just I would put them in the same genre, but Rage Against the Machine was. Is what opened the doors for bands like Limp Biscuit, right? They, I guess you could kind of, <coughs> I in my opinion, they they opened that rap rock, that rap metal door for bands like Limp Biscuit and Corn, Lincoln Park, yeah, uh, Lincoln yeah. Park, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 that's so it's hard. Like, like I said, there's a fine line between that rock, and, and I guess you could call metal. it quote unquote new metal, which. You ask any metal purist, which I like to think I am, and that's not metal. Get off my lawn. So, so my, Get off my lawn, yes. So my my next one is another one that I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I will say it's metal. Maybe you won't. I don't know. So came out in 1996. Tool. What's the album that I'm about to say? Uh, Undertow. Undertow. No. no. Lateralis. Enema. Yes. Okay. I don't I don't consider tool heavy metal. See, there so that was the other one. I was like, oh, they're gonna go, oh, I don't know if that's metal or not. See, and I, that for me, for me, Gerfers, they skirt the line because it's hard to listen to like some of the stuff that the drummer does could be considered jazz. So does that make them a jazz band or a rock band or a metal band? I, I think they're one of those bands that kind of skirt. Mm -hmm. the genre kind of like rage against machine so i i, I, I would say they're just that's a, a great heavier. pick i love that album by the way I, I love that album like songs like anima hooker with the penis uh that's one of the songs on the album <laughs> I, I know, like, oh. now now here's the question is stick, i love is, that album is 46 stick, and 2 is stick crew gonna like this pick in this segment yes he he stick crew has seen Tool live about as many times as I've seen Metallica live. Then I win the segment. <laughs> <laughs> By default. I, but I would I would say Tool is a harder version of Rush. Right? They're they're more on the progressive side of things. And I guess you yeah, could say yeah. prog metal. Yeah. But like in the same vein as a, like a dream theater. Yes. Um mm -hmm. right. Yeah. But um I don't even I, think the guys in Tool would consider themselves a metal band. Yeah, that's right? that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, sure. but so but we'll, I like, but I don't disagree with the pick either. So, I would next, put I would put them on my list above a lot of other stuff. Mm -hmm. So so my next pick is a 2005. Joel mentioned this band as he was transitioning over to me. Uh, this is Bullet for My Valentine, The mm. Poison. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll never forget when I heard that album for the first time, it did not leave my CD player for like <laughs> almost 12 months. Yeah. And my favorite track off of that album is actually really, it's not the intro. It's the second track. Her voice resides. 
um, right after the intro. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody <clears throat> likes the what the the hit "Tears Don't Fall." Everybody likes that song, and for me, that's one of my least favorite songs on the album. You know, "Scream Aim Fire." You know, that whole album too. I mean, they again they had a three album stretch that is really hard to beat, and they can they can literally just tour off those three albums. And then they uh, just dropped off the face of the earth. Oh, they're no, they're still they're still around. They're just. Everybody's taking a break, man. COVID. I remember seeing them, uh, seeing them live. I forgot what was the venue we went to, Joel. Uh, we, I see. We, I House of Blues. That might have been where it was because we saw them and they opened uh, for Avenged. Oh, that was Nokia. That was Nokia. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I remember they they opened for Avenged, and I had I had heard Backcountry, so I kind of knew who Avenged was. But I really went to that show to see Bullet. And then mm -hmm. I'll never forget when Avenged headlined and when Avenged was done playing, I looked at uh, Anna and I go, uh, that band was kick-ass. Yeah. We have to go buy their stuff like tomorrow. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I remember we went to the show and I kept telling you, wait till you see Avenged. Oh, Bullet, Bullet. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I'd seen Bullet and they're great. Uh, actually, the first two times I saw Bullet, they were terrible. They're, they were off. They didn't make... Like their yep. drums and everything. I don't know what it was, but things just didn't, just didn't gel. Their sound engineer sucked. Yeah, it's just something wasn't off. It was just off. But then the, the last two times I saw them, they were one of the best bands I've seen. They were just uh, all cylinders. But um, but I remember when we when we finished, you were like, I said, what'd you think? And you're like, <laughs> like yeah. 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 It was, yeah, it was pretty kick ass. I, I Yeah. Yeah, and there are a few things better than watching your wife at a metal show. That little, you know, 411 uh -huh. nugget. <laughs> uh -huh. Yes. I mean, you I have mean, to keep about, her out of the pit. <laughs> we we were sitting in like box, we were sitting in like a box or whatever and right in front of us was like a uh it was like a metal like just the the railing. And I'll never forget like she and I both had it and I'm I don't see how we didn't rip the thing out of the concrete. We were shaking the damn thing so hard. Yeah, but yeah, that, that was a fun show. Um, okay, so my last two, real quick, they come from the 80s. I think he's gone over five. Th this will be six. <laughs> this will be six. But um, these are from the from the 80s. These are the two that I, I haven't heard. <clears throat> or if I okay. have heard songs off of these, I don't know that I did. Okay. So the first one came out 1983. First Ooh. listens. Dio, Holy Diver. Holy Diver. I look. If you've listened to the Eagle at any point in your life, sure, you've heard at least uh, the the title track off that album. Got it. Yeah, and I think it's on Guitar Hero too. Yeah. I'm sure I have, or, Again, or Rock just, Band or whatever. I don't want to be able to tell you unless I heard the song. Yeah. Um, and then the like last Mandalorian. One, the the last right, one I like, bit. Or, or that I put on here. I shouldn't say I like, but 1984 is Celtic Frost, Morbid Tales. Yeah! Celtic Frost, yeah! Uh, and by the way, you know yeah. the, lead, the lead singer for Celtic Frost, I think, lives in, like, Dallas somewhere, I oh, believe. Really? Like, King, Diamond, King Diamond lives in Plano. Yeah, okay, that, okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of then. But, uh, wow, Celtic Frost. Yeah, I... There's a couple bands I didn't get into. That's one of them. I just... Uh, Look... I mean, I understand that they built, they helped build, you know, metal and stuff. But for me, I just. There's, there's so many sub genres of metal that 
we could literally do a show every week and not talk about the same bands yeah. from week to week. Yeah. And if you really want a good a good deep dive, go look go watch the documentary The Evolution of Metal. Yeah. Um I've shouted out the channel before. It's Banger TV on YouTube and it's up on their channel. You can go watch it and he does an amazing job of just here's the family tree basically and all the branches that basically branch off from Led Zeppelin and um, Black Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a couple of the lists I saw had like the, the very first Led Zeppelin album on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could say they were the forefathers. They were one of the forefathers of metal. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of, I can see where people would say that with Led Zeppelin. They definitely yeah. have some metal elements. Um, but I think they're just a really good rock band. Yeah. Um, but before we move on to the next segment, I wanted to put an honorable mention in there because it was, it was either this or Vulgar Display of Power, and I decided to go with the Pantera album. But I came really close to putting Sacrament by Lamb of God you on, know, on they my were, list. Yeah, they were on the fringe as well. Because I mean, they, uh, they... I'm not real big on the, the growling vocal style, mm -hmm. right? I'm not real big on that, but their groove aspect and just the power and ferocity with which they play is... I saw them on the St. Anger Tour. They toured with Metallica on St. Anger. Mm -hmm. um, it was them, uh, Godsmack, and Metallica. Yeah. And Lamb of God blew Godsmack off the stage. Yeah. Godsmack was good, don't get me wrong. But Lamb of God just... What it reminded me of are the stories of what... Um, like when Metallica opened for Ozzy. Mm -hmm. How Ozzy was like, they were very tough to follow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like Jim Brewer talks about, the comedian Jim Brewer talks about when he was at the show in New York and kids are just going nuts for Metallica and he's looking around going, we are at the Ozzy show, right? We're here to see Ozzy. Yeah. Um, but that's what it reminded me of, Lamb of God. They were just... So I just, you know, for that and to that album, I mean, for the song Redneck Alone, yeah, that album is just... It's my number six. Yeah. So... Well, and, it, and it is a great, I mean, the album before that, Sacramento, of course, is what really put them on the more mainstream map. But you're 100% right. Those two albums with Sacrament, um, I had to teach that to kids. And I remember... That I, album or... Yeah, that, that album, that whole album. Like, like, kids wanted to come in. They they wanted to know how to play all the songs off of it. And, uh, I mean, it was it was hard to teach. It was, But it's funny to me because when you break it down... They're Metallica. They're just Metallica the next level. I'm not saying better, but I'm saying they took that ebb and flow that we've talked about with mm -hmm. Metallica and they Lars is a is a great drummer, but he is super sloppy. But he ebbs and flows with James and the rest of the band, and that's what makes Metallica work. Um but Lamb of God took that aspect and they just tightened it in a box that exploded whenever you put it in your CD player. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I agree with that pick. That was actually on my, 
you know, that was it, a, was. it was basically a coin flip between that and vulgar display of power. It, it was. Do I do I listen to Avenge more or do I listen to uh, Lamb of God more? And I just I I had to put Avenge on there, but that's a great pick. So, so. well, there you go. You Top cannot five. go wrong with most of the albums that we picked. I you think cannot we were, go wrong. I think if we were all to narrow it down to one, I think all of us would pick master of puppets mm -hmm. as the number one that's definitely if you want to say okay what is metal master puppets i, I think i i don't think i think it's unanimous there's no debate that well and if you master puppets. if you talk to bands especially the ones that we named or i sh shouldn't say we because i didn't yeah you didn't bands you that y'all really, named <laughs> you didn't really name anybody outside the <laughs> that that put uh countdown and dirt came out and vulgar came out in okay, the 90s okay going so um but bands like avenge and lamb of god and uh bullet for my valentine they will all cite and even their metallica's contemporaries mm -hmm. will point to master of puppets and go once that album came out that's how you do it that's mm -hmm. what we strive for right yeah yeah well i mean slayer will tell you rain and blood was them trying to compete with with metallica you know like all those bands were so competitive but they all give uh credit to metallica for doing what they did because when they released their albums it opened the door for everybody it kind of like when uh nirvana nirvana opened up with uh smells like teen spirit mm -hmm. and it opened the door for every band every grunge <coughs> band after that so uh but speaking Even of grunge though, uh, speaking of grunge bands don't we have an album we're going to talk about we we do and its birthday is april 16th and um so we're a little early but that's a little okay. early but that's okay we're of the we're of the year so it's turning 30 this year um and that's the temple of the dog so yeah <laughs> nice lead in there Gurfers. take it away either one of you doesn't matter who wants it i'll go first i guess yeah take i mean go, i don't know ahead. since i i guess since i picked the album uh to discuss uh i think like a lot of people i first became aware of this album through the video for hunger strike mm -hmm. right and <clears throat> what's really interesting was this whole album started on two songs, one of which was Say Hello to Heaven. Mm -hmm. Oh, such a great song. Mm -hmm. um, and the other one, oh, crud, I can't remember what the other one was. Um, Hunger Strike? No, he wrote that song after they decided to make it an album. Pushing um, Forward Back? No, I'm getting it. Hold on. There we go. Uh, it started with uh, him writing. Oh, it was he wrote Chris Cornell, who was the roommate of Andy Wood, who was the lead singer of Mother Love Bone, um, wrote the songs Reach Down and Say Hello to Heaven uh, the day after Andy passed away from mm -hmm. a heroin overdose. And that's what that album and that band basically was, was a tribute to Andy Wood. And um, he decided, if you watch the, the, um, 
documentary Pearl Jam 20. He talks about how this was basically his way of um, referring to Stone Gossard and um, Jeff Ament, the guitar player and bass player from Pearl Jam. They were in Mother Love Bone. And this was a, his way of saying, hey, I want to introduce your new singer to the world. Why don't you know let him come sing on a song or two? And it was a way of helping the guys heal from the death of their lead singer. And then once the grunge scene exploded, and I, th I can't remember what uh, what label they were on, but whatever label they were on realized, oh, we've got a we've basically got two grunge bands in one with this album, Temple of the Dog, yeah. Soundgarden, and Pearl Jam. I believe it was Sub Pop. Yeah. That was so, the Seattle label at the time. And so they released that album, you know, or they promoted that album more like a year after they put the album out. But, I mean, you want to talk about an album that kind of just, like Master of Puppets, that's, that is metal. I, I would say that album, the Temple of the Dog album, is that is grunge, mm -hmm. right? That's a really good representation for grunge music. So, happy thirtieth birthday! Yeah, I um, I had a little bit of a different situation because I got into Soundgarden uh, before I got into Temple of the Dog. So, uh, Temple of the Dog, I led into that by listening to the early Soundgarden stuff. And so, um, you know, of course, I kind of got a little little surprised because I, <laughs> you know, I was expecting, oh, Chris Cornell, he's with this other band. It's and and I remember listening to it and going, who the heck is the other guy singing, which was Eddie Vedder at the time. Um, and uh, it the whole album is great. Say Hello to Heaven by far is my favorite song off the album. And just just off of that song itself uh if you've never heard the album hunger strike is a good song i would start with say hello to heaven if someone said hey what is what does it sound like i would say check out hunger strike i think was a moment for me but say hello to heaven anybody can listen to and i think that that's a beautiful song but it, it's the exact opposite of of Soundgarden, and i think it's I think it showed that Chris Cornell at some point was going to have a solo album, which he ended up having, but uh, that album's great. I mean, I actually bought the reissued vinyl record recently and I think Gerfers did too. Didn't you? Not didn't the you vinyl. I bought the, I bought the, uh, it's on CD. I okay, didn't okay. buy the vinyl. Okay. I, I, I knew you bought it, but uh, yeah. cause I bought my vinyl copy and then later on you're like, Hey, I got the CD. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, it's an, it's a whole album. It's a moment in time. Uh, it's an album of mourning the loss. Uh, if you've never checked out Mother Love Bone, uh, we talk about Mother Love Bone, or Fisher does on a previous episode. Um, Andrew Wood was just a, a brilliant, kind of like Shannon Hoon. You know, they were just yeah, brilliant singers. He's a lot like Shannon. You know, heroin addicts. Uh, Shannon was the lead singer of uh, uh, Blind Adam. Melon. Thank you, Blind Melon. Blind Melon, and. Um, so, I mean, just, just uh, your typical uh, tortured artist. Um, and to hear the support of, it really does speak volumes of 
the Seattle scene that you'd have that many people uh, get together and release an album in honor mm -hmm. of this guy. So, well, I mean, Alice in Chains, the, their song "Wood" that's about Andy, mm -hmm. right? It's on the singles soundtrack. I mean, a lot of the bands when Andy died, you know, that was like Chris Cornell says in the Pearl Jam Twenty uh, documentary. He says that was the death of the innocence of, mm -hmm. of that scene, not when Kurt took his own life, but when Andy died, right? And before the scene even blew up. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so... Well, yeah, and we I... Might, we might have to do that. We might have to do Crown of Thorns as a first listen. That'd be fun. Yeah, and that's a great song. And I remember what... So it ended up... I, I started with Soundgarden. I ended up going to... Uh, uh, Temple of the Dog, realizing that half of Pearl Jam was in it and half of Soundgarden was in it, and then found out what it was about, and it led me to Mother La Bone, which, um, you know, is it a perfect album? No, but it's definitely to show the... It's I think, pretty good for a, uh, for a first album. I think I, I, that's what I was going to say. I think if they would have had a second album, it would have it really would have taken them to the next level because they were, they were pretty much out before all the other Seattle stuff hit. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, go check it out. I think I mean, they would have been Nirvana. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that that's, ooh, that's kind of, cause they're different, you know, like <laughs> right. Nirvana's, Nirvana's so, so raw and that, that mother Labone is they're rock, but they're still, they're like, they're heavy. They're like, they're not they're not raw like Nirvana was, if that makes right. sense. To me, no, they're I, like more heavy and um, so anyway, check them out. Check them out. So uh, Ryan, what what are your thoughts on that album? So uh, a lot like you, I had you know listened to Soundgarden and and knew who Chris Cornell was, um, but then like a lot of the stuff that I listened to, I don't realize what the like what the band is i just like the song and so when i went back and found out oh that was temple of the dog that's right then i dive into it a little bit more but a lot like you my favorite song on the album is say hello to heaven really because y'all know this and everybody watching knows that chris cornell for me is the number one mm -hmm. and say hello to heaven is literally the it, for 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 me it is what being a lead singer and showing off what your vocals can do is that song yeah like it it is literally like an instructional for anybody wanting to learn how to sing an alternative rock type uh, type genre go listen to that and and take notes when yeah. when people like if it you know we talk about all we talk all the time about you know, if you introducing people to this band or this singer or whatnot, like, you know, like Metallica, if you want to you know what Metallica is all about, listen to Master of Puppets. Mm -hmm. um, some might even say the Black Album. Either one's fine. Um, if you want to really understand what Chris Cornell can do and what he was all about, listen to Say Hello to Heaven. Yeah. Right? Uh, yes. That's That's the song that... That's the one I point to when what what's the definitive Chris Cornell vocal performance? Say hello to heaven for mm -hmm. me, right? So yeah, say hello to heaven and Black Hole Sun to me 
vocally, songwriting wise. Um, uh, yeah. That's one of my favorite concert memories was seeing Soundgarden on Lollapalooza 96, Chris Cornell all by himself with an acoustic guitar singing Black Hole Sun. Mm -hmm. That was all-time concert memory for me right there. Yeah. For me, for me, Chris Cornell, when he was with Audio Slave and he played, he started off I'm a Highway by himself <clears> on acoustic guitar. And then the band came in on the, after the first chorus. That to me, like, that was Audio know. Slaves. I okay. We'll get we'll get into that later. But uh, okay. <laughs> so, Happy Birthday, Temple of the Dog. Uh, there are so many great albums. Uh oh, we have a oh uh, yeah. no, right, right there. Ready. Yeah, sorry. I was like, wait, is he raising his right head? here? Okay. Look, he's got he's got, and, and it just so out. happens they're right next to each other. Yeah. I mean, we there are so many great albums. He's got Master of Puppets down there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like he knows or something. I, I um, know. <laughs> Don't get us started on this album. Hey, we may have to introduce that because I guarantee you there's a lot of people who don't know what that album I, is. Absolutely. And my brothers and my sister would probably like have more children. They would get so excited if we did something about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay. Should we? Anyway, um, there's so many other albums we're going to cover later on this year yeah, moving that, are, on. that are turning 30. Uh, but Temple of the Dog, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Uh, Chris Cornell, amazing. Okay, so we have a first listen today. I have been, I have listened to the masses. I have chosen a band that is more mainstream in the sense that they're, they're not some indie band on, you know. They're a mainstream band that nobody's heard of except Joel. Okay, this is not true. I guarantee you all three of us have heard this band. And so I came across this recently. I'm, I'm not sure if Fisher's heard this yet. He's the only one I, I, I have a feeling may have heard this. But the band Chevelle has a new album coming out in March, and they've released a single for that album. Oh, they're actually putting it out, huh? They're, they're actually putting it out. So Who is Chevelle? What oh, have they done before? Oh, shut up. God, I hate when he does that shit. He knows, you know who Chevelle is. Anyway, didn't they do that song, The Red? They did do the song. The okay, Red. that's who that is. I got you. So shut your hole. So to give a little backstory, I got uh, the Chevelle album. Uh, oh gosh, uh, wonder what's next, and I absolutely loved it. So as soon as I got it, Fisher and Gerfers and I all worked together. I rush into the office. I, I tell everybody to shut up and they have to listen to this album. And we listen to the red and in complete silence. And we've been fans ever since. So that album's all right. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it's I always, like I like the I personally I like the two after it better, but that's just me. No, no, and those are well yeah. Yeah, that, I, I like I like Vitamin R, uh, or not. That's the song. I like this type song. of I like this type of thinking could do us in. Yeah, and Venus Sarah for me, I think is their best album. But it's also a little bit more poppy. I, I guess so. Hats okay. off to the bull is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, no, but Vitamin R is definitely a, and I forget what song it is, but there's a song off of that same album where he you hear him breathe in. <gasps> And then he just starts screaming the intro, and I'll, that that song is 
that's talk. <laughs> it's killer. But uh, we're going to listen to a song called Self Destructor. It's the lead single off the new Chevelle album that comes out in March. So here we go, guys. So are we going to vote on whether or not we like this or not? Are going to like this? No. Let's do it. I haven't heard it yet. I didn't. I knew they. I knew that they were. There was a possibility of them putting out a new album this year. I didn't know if they were actually going to do it because they're still looking. I guess that means they found a bass player. Uh, I think they have a guy filling in. So, okay. So here is the the lead track, Self Destructor, Chevelle. loud It sounds kind of like a tool to me. I was literally just going to say that. The way the the, the the inversions are on that. 
Okay, that is Self Destructor by Chevelle. I've it's I've listened right. I've listened to this song uh, a few times when it first came out, and uh, when we talked about this topic, I was like, "This is this is perfect for this topic." So, um, so you just thought it was I? It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I yeah no for me that was a home run yeah i liked that so as soon as we're done recording Anna's going to come up here and i'm going to play her that song mm-hmm. yeah no that was good it's good and the video is good too but yeah it's good what What do you think fisher he's muted there we go no. i was muted sorry <laughs> uh, what... it, it, it hit him so deep he couldn't talk right uh <laughs> no it didn't no uh what i was what i said was it's a it's a Chevelle song, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I typically like Chevelle, so I mean that was. You could take that song and put it on any of their last five albums, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. But I—that's not to say I didn't like it. I did like it. Um, I can I can see where you guys. Oh, I, I can hear Tool in there. I didn't hear Tool in it, right? But. Um, it's a it's a good uh, single to put out, and definitely makes me curious and want March to get here soon so that I can hear the rest of the album. Yeah, um, because that's what I, I I like that about Chevelle. Like you can take a song off their album to put as a single, and yeah, it's okay. But once you put it in context of the rest of the album, it makes more sense if that if that makes any sense um uh so makes me want to hear the rest of the album yeah i agree i mean they fall in line with the pixies with uh deftones uh the previous uh <clears throat> listen that we did earlier um if you like the red more than likely you're going to like this song. Like there's, they, they are who they are. It's in their DNA. Um, for me personally, uh, I kind of wish at that breakdown, they would have ended at that breakdown. Like to me, that just, when it finally yeah. gets to that point, like, but that's more just a personal, I mean, the chorus was good, but. Um, I'm glad he's getting away from the screaming. Mm-hmm. Right, because I think his voice is good enough to carry the song without him having to scream. Like, you know, he screamed a lot on the first couple of albums. Mm-hmm. And then starting with Venus Sarah and moving on, mm-hmm. um, he didn't. He hasn't screamed as much. And they let the, the power of the instruments kind of be yeah. front and center. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great songwriter and uh, great vocals, and he can. Uh, he's kind of like the lead singer for Avenge. He can sing or he can scream, or like mm-hmm. we talked about uh, Pantera. There's a lot of bands out there that can kind of do both, but um, I don't think he's as good a singer as Avenge. Oh no, he has he has a range, and yeah. he knows he knows how to use that range. But mm-hmm. you know that that's the thing I like about him is. It, it's kind of like uh, MXPX, like uh, those bands. I mean, they put out an album. It's going to sound, they they know what works for them. And right. if you like it, you're gonna you're gonna like this. And and that's, I mean, uh, when I heard it, I go, it's Chevelle. 
He's not yeah. trying to be anything else other than Chevelle. And there's kind of like when this comes on, I know it's Chevelle. Like I, you could yeah. have blindfolded me and said, "Who is this?" I would have said, "Chevelle." So it's it's good. I like it. But uh, you know, there are there are bands out there that I will give crap to for putting out the same album. <clears throat> Looking at you, Aerosmith, uh, over and wow. over. Again. <laughs> uh, but there are some bands who. Wow. <laughs> Come on now. Everything I mean, after everything after Permanent Vacation is the same exact album. Oh. Yes. Yes. And then you get into the, the territory of they don't even write their songs anymore. People write their songs for them. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Okay, well. Anyway, my point being, Chevelle fits in that same category of it's the same album. However... I, it, it, they make it sound just different enough, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right? It's not the same formula, if you will. I'll put it that way. I mean, even it is the same formula, but it, the formula is varied every in, ever so slightly from album to album. Yeah. So That's true. I'll give you that. And I think we should change uh, Fisher's name from uh, first or one take to shots fired Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. I mean, I've made that claim before. Well, I mean, on this show, but they're they're just blanks. They're not going to do anything. <laughs> okay. On that note, let us know what you think. Uh, if you <coughs> like this song, Asshole. if you don't like, the wow. <laughs> okay. We are kid friendly here at uh, the UNT three. Um, but that's not the box I check when I upload. <laughs> but let us know what you think. Uh, oh man, uh, let us know what you think. Uh, I I've lost control. Sorry guys. Comment below. Hit the uh, like button. Subscribe. Subscribe. When did you ever have control? Uh, obviously never. But is that why you pee when you sit down because okay. you have no control? Is it no? It's because I want to be in comfort. Uh, but flip what you said. Not. Is that why you sit down when you pee? Not you pee when you sit down. Yeah. He's sitting down right now and he's not peeing. Yeah, that's true. Well, you I don't know that. Now. He could be peeing right now and you would never this know. This is true. This, this is, is true. true. But uh, that's what I have Gretchen for, my dog. Uh, anyway. We really won't go there. So, <laughs> All right, let's come on. <laughs> so YouTube, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, follow us, subscribe. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, Ryan mentioned a couple weeks ago, uh, if you're following us on Spotify, pop over to Facebook, like us on Facebook. Let us know that you're listening to us on Spotify. If you have comments that you'd like to, things you'd like us to talk about, bands you want us to hear. Uh, I don't know everything. Fisher doesn't know everything. Ryan obviously doesn't know everything about music, but we, um, we want to hear these things. So if you have a recommendation, let us know, uh, but comment below. So Fisher, what do you have for us this week as far as channels to listen to? All right. A couple of drummers this week. Um, the first channel is a channel of uh, guy's name, Kai Smith. He is uh, popular for doing the five-minute drum chronologies of uh, different bands. Like he did a Beatles five-minute oh. drum chronology where he started from their first album, went all the way through. Um, he does a silver chair one. That's the one I just watched. Uh, he does MXPX. He does, he does all kinds of things. Like he did a, 
when Capitol Records turned 50. He did a five-minute drum chronology of Capitol Records. Cool. It's, it's a really cool channel. Check him out. Kai Smith. Kai Smith. How do you spell Kai? K-Y-E. K-Y-E, okay. And then the next one, um, she just happens to be my favorite female drummer on YouTube, Maytal. Uh, M-E-Y-T-A-L. Um, and she does, You can if you think of the band, she probably covers them. Cool. Um, she went viral, kind of like the same way that uh, the O'Keefe Music Foundation went viral. She did went viral with her cover of Tools 46 and 2. Um, and what I really like about her, like she, I watched her do a, a cover of Tom Sawyer. And the way she plays the drums, it looks like she puts no effort into it at all. Mm -hmm. Right, it's just as effortless <clears throat> as she plays her way across the set. I mean, the kit, it's it's impressive. So, check her out. Uh, Maytal M E Y T A L T A L. Sorry, okay, bring us home, Gurf. There you go. All right, so man, good, good talk today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good talk, good talk. You know, Good job. Just let so, it hang. Let it hang. I know, right? Simmer. That's mm -hmm. right. Chevelle, Temple of the Dog, Metal. It's all good stuff, man. It's a good episode. Like, it good was, topics, so. good music all the way around. I like it. It's a good stuff. So, um, make sure that you guys are commenting and viewing because our hero is warming up. I believe He's ready to go. I believe the pasties have been ordered. Um, that they they should be in from China uh, within the next few months. China, yeah, from China. Um, wow. And then he he is warming up, uh, you know, to get y'all to get y'all that song played. No shirt in pasties. It's gonna happen. Views, comments, they matter, people. Oh man! But hey, uh, keep staying tuned for really good stuff that we have upcoming. Again. A lot of albums this year turning 30. We're going to talk about those. Uh, we've got some, uh, me and Joel's uh, daughters are still uh, going to be coming on the show and talking. Um, we'll, we'll iron those details out pretty soon. But keep viewing. Eventually we'll get stick crew too. Yes. Um, and again, we've thrown around the idea of having guests on the show. And so we can't give you a shout out if you're not commenting. Um we're doing the daily uh, questions on Facebook. Uh, we can't give you shout outs if you're not commenting on those either. So comment so we know who to shout out uh, on the show. Uh, until next time, just make sure to keep living, keep loving, keep listening. And as always, keep rocking. Keep rocking. <laughs> you know it's coming. Why do you, uh, why do you make fun of it? it oh, it's, my it's, gosh. The greatest thing about our show <laughs> that, that is well all right i guess all the other <laughs> stuff doesn't matter Right.
You are right, brother. That's daddy cracking the whip right there. Woo! He said daddy. It's a good thing I like it. Bring it. Whoa. Whoa. Let's pump the brakes on that one. Okay, we ready to go? Or what's Gerfers doing? I'm ready when y'all are. <laughs> what? Dead. We're waiting on you. Dead. No, you can't complain about time because uh, you said six o'clock. It's now seven o two. We had to eat. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. So, out of everybody on this panel, you, Mr. Houston Astros Hat, are the last one that can preach to me about time management. That's the greatest thing. Oh, my gosh. It's all the Ryan show. We should just call it the UNT Ryan. No, it's not. I don't know. It was the Joel show last week. <laughs> so what was it? Uh, man, I don't know why. The other day, uh, all I kept singing in the house and Anna was getting pissed. All I kept going was, come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We'll be waiting for you. We'll be waiting for you. <laughs> hey, that but was... Didn't we? What? <laughs> 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 <la